0: think all this every time. week I ask every week question. ask the same I'm question you think you'd be more creative like our creative God but no 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 no, no. Um, yeah if busy week I'm so grateful that that um, you know in the midst of a time when a lot of people are struggling because they don't have work that I have work I'm so I feel so incredibly blessed um, for that for that very reason um, and um, you know it's okay. You know, as we're approaching the holidays, I'm just kind of keenly aware of, you know, when life changed a few years ago with the passing of my dad, that I'm not making as much of an adjustment as some people. It's because I'm already used to it being different. But for some folks, man, this is the big time to connect. Yeah. And I. So for me, I'm like, oh, it's all right. Sam and Vanessa and I are going to make. We're going to smoke a turkey breast and we're going to make some scaled down food and we're going to have a, we're going to be OK. You know, we'll pack up, up some and take it to my mom. So she's got something. All right. Yeah. So there you go. Long answer.
1: Long answer. But that's OK. Yeah. yeah the weird the world's weird. You know, and I talked about that a little bit last week on how, you know, it just, you know, when we when we went down to California, that was just crushing that yeah. to see that and and to some degree, our family's been isolated. In other ways, not. You know, I mean, the boys still miss going to school and seeing their friends. Um, and certainly, this year, not having mom and dad, I think, is affecting me more than than I expected. So so that's what we're going to be talking about today. You know, I'm going to get into our announcements in a moment. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to be talking about grief. And I talked it mentioned it briefly last week. but. I really want to lean into to laments and, and to grieving because there's so much to grieve right now. There's the there, there there's covid stuff. The fact that we're not being able to see each other and all the effects on that. I mean, people miss connecting with each other. They miss being able to to school. People are losing their jobs and their dreams. And I mean, there's so much with that, you know, and then, of course. You know, there's just the the c- where the culture is and the political unrest and the uncertainty that people are all, all worked up over this. There's, you know, and then it's it's holidays. And I know I'm not the only one who are missing their, their, their loved ones this year. And so there's so much to grieve and so much to be angry about and so much to be worried about. And so I, w- I just want to talk about that.
0: Yeah. I think it's timely and maybe an opportunity to encourage people to reach out to each other mm-hmm. in so much as your situation allows you to do so.
1: And I think one of the things I've realized over the last couple of years is you grieving is not a one-time process and the older you get it there's always something to <laughs> grieve. Something whether it's a small thing like oh you know my car broke down. Well, let's grieve the fact that I'm going to be late for my appointment. I mean that seems little but, but there's a little grief in that like oh, I'm not going to be able to do that. Yeah to big things. So there's always something and sometimes grief needs to be processed over and over and over. I
0: I know we have to get on with the service, but I th- like to think about it like video games. <laughs> that video games get more difficult as you level up. And well, in life you keep leveling up because your experiences yeah give you the tools to navigate certain situations and when a new situation comes that's hard, it's like in that video for people who get games this will actually mean something the rest of you I've lost, but but you know what I'm talking about, that it gets harder as you move through.
1: The analogy works. Yeah, kind of. But <laughs> that's that's what we're going to talk about, and, and God speaks to this stuff because he speaks to all of life, and the Scriptures have things to say about that. So we're going to get on with that. But there's a couple of announcements I wanted to get through. Um, if we could flip to the sl- slides on some of those. You know, always check us out on Facebook. Um, there's We have lots of things that, that's coming up on there. Um, one of the big ones that's coming up is we're going to be doing Advent this year um, and so Advent and you know we've been thinking about care how do we help make Christmas feel more like Christmas when we can't get together well there's a couple of things we can do um, and one of them is we're going to be doing an Advent thing you some of you may not know what that is some of you do um it's, it's it's a wreath that that every week in in Christmas season for the four weeks ahead of time um, there's there's a theme for it you know love peace joy and hope and it's about thinking about preparing your way for Jesus coming advent means the coming or, or the arrival and so that's what this is and we're going to do this together i'm going to have a family come up here and do it with us and i want to encourage you to have one at home we're going to provide some for you um for 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 at cost for us to uh, to you if you need one at home, but you can just get them on Amazon or down at your local store. But we'd love to have you do it at home with us. Um, that way we can kind of participate together in in something that feels like Christmas. So yeah, I think it'll be really good. Yeah,
0: if people want to take pictures of them lighting and post oh them. Oh, and up, post it. That would be Share great. it on Facebook and you know let us inside your home a little bit and that shared experience that would be real fun we are definitely trying to think of creative ways to connect during the season If you have any thoughts on how that Mm -hmm. might work or some ideas I can't guarantee that we're gonna do it but we'd love to have some brainstorming ideas coming in Mm -hmm. you know uh, if there's something that we can do that can connect people that's creative and fun Definitely want to explore that. that. And I
1: know you've thrown out some and Jesse has some. And so we're, you know, look ahead, watch, because we're going to be throwing some of those things out there. So that's one of the big announcements. Was there any other announcements? I don't think there was. All right, well, let's pray for us and let's let me let's get into the service. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the for your love for us in Jesus Christ, that we live every moment of this life in the circumstance of of Jesus risen from the dead, That we have a hope, we have a clear, sure uh, foundation, we have a sure hope um, that we are never alone, um, that that this world full of heartaches and and frustrations and injustices, all of that, because you've risen Jesus, is going to come to an end. And we're going to be in your presence. You are our lighthouse telling us that there's, there's a shore that's coming, this good, beautiful shore, where there will be no more crying, no more pain. Thank you for that. As we come into your presence today, Jesus, help us to stop all the things that are going on and just be with you and worship you. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.
0: Let's go ahead and pray. Father, I, I asked it. That, that I. I as an individual that, that we as a community. Can see you. As you are in your nature and in, in terms of. Recognizing the ideal that we are made perfect as a bride for the perfect groom. That our worldly experience of our imperfections and flaws and messiness, that when we see ourselves as we are supposed to be with you, that it is not marred by our own human understanding that the pain and the, the struggles and the, the mistakes and the disappointments that doesn't matter when we are with you we are restored at that time help us to see that help me to see that to see the hope in that and to live life here accordingly that to see the hope beyond the struggles to recognize the difficulties as they are and to still live with that hope. Help us with that. Help us to hear the word this morning, to hear you, to feel you present, not just in this building, but in every household that is, is worshiping you as we speak. In the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen.
1: Not to me, Jesus. To you be glory. Help me now, In Jesus' name. Amen. We talk just for a moment here. Life is hard, isn't it? You know it. Uh, as Joe pointed out, it seems to get harder every year as the older you get. And uh, today is about embracing our need for Jesus, needing needing to hope, to process. You know, and, 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 and maybe it isn't grief for you today. Maybe it's, maybe it is anger. Maybe it's disappointment. Maybe it's frustration. Maybe it's anxiety. But there's something. You know, I, I preached this actually in April. And um, it's just... It needs to happen again and I, I you know and, and this is as much for me as it f- is for you but I also know that I'm not alone in this today um, it's been it's been a hard fall and for me it's been a hard a couple of about a month and I've been just realizing how much I'm, I'm missing my parents you know but then I mean there's all these other things that are going on in our lo- in our world today it's just like ugh. We live in a, a in a world of tears and injustice, and and some of that is just recognizing that that's the world we live in, um, and the Bible definitely speaks to that. It speaks to it a lot more than maybe we realize, and that's what I want to talk to about. It's about leaning into lament, and before we get into that, I just want there, there's a foundation we need to remind ourselves with. Um, and, and and i'm speaking to you as, as a believer in jesus right now so the whole thing this, this entire message is is true is something to i i'm approaching it with the assumption that you have put your faith in christ and if that's the case there is a foundation for your life that is unmovable unshakable um and whether or not you believe it uh, sometimes sometimes we, sh- we don't see it sometimes we don't remember it um so, and, and often we don't even realize how much we, I think we, we deserve it. But the reality is, is because of our faith in Jesus, there's a foundation that we stand on, a rock that we stand on, that, that can't be changed. And that's that God loves you. Uh, that John 3.16 is for you. God And just replace the world with, with, with your name there. For God so loved Brian that he gave his only son that Brian who believes in him should not perish but have eternal life you know that Brian who who put your own name there it, as much as it, it, as I don't deserve it and I don't earn it that that's the case now I'm gonna come back swing all the way back to this verse at the end of the sermon but because of this what what, what we saw earlier in Mark and by the way, I'm going to be taking a break for Mark till, till January. I'm going to come back to Mark because I'm loving Mark. But for right now, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. But as we saw in Mark, Mark chapter 1, verse, verse 11, that what, what, what Jesus is, is told by the Father in Mark chapter 1, verse 11, that this is my son whom I love, that's true for you. That's true for you. And so when we, we come into anything that's going on in our lives, that's the assumption we need to make. It, it, it doesn't serve us to deny reality. It doesn't serve us to, to pretend that it's not there. Um, but we need to grieve, or get frustrated or angry, but not as if there's no hope. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, Paul tells us that we are to grieve, but not without hope. We are to grieve with hope. So we are to, to, to mourn, we are to lament, but do so with hope. Because there's there's there is hope, there is something. It's not it's not it's not being rose-colored glasses or optimistic, but there's there's something there. So as we go through the rest of this this, this psalm, we're going to be looking at Psalm 13 and a little bit actually Psalm 142. You know it's it's it, it's it's with that assumption on the table. Okay, it's the foundation of all of this. Now. Um, We're gonna be, be looking at a lament. Laments are actually about a third of the Bible. There's a lot of them. And that's because the Bible is realistic. This life is difficult and there's a lot to lament. Now what is a lament? A lament is actually a very, uh, a very Christian thing to do. It's some, some would argue it's a li- uniquely Christian, not fully so, but similar. But, but it's it's like singing the blues. It's it's the it's the recognizing that there is a difficult thing, but then you turn to God and say, God, ah, I'm upset about something. It can be grief, but it can be anger. It can be frustration. It can be fear. It can be, there's all kinds of things, but it's it's negative emotions that you bring to God. And it's not rare it's all the time and we were and it, it is the right response to a broken world there's an entire book in the Bible named lament lamentations it's a huge lament and it's the right response to your own sin the brokenness in, in other people sin in the world frustration whether it's corruption or it's injustice or it's or it's grief or loss all of this the, the messiness of life, lament is our response, and how we lament has certain characteristics. There's 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 a, there's there's some pieces that are always there, and they're most of the time in a particular order. Now let me just say the order, and then I'll show you what they are in the scripture. The first one is 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 is, is turn to God, and tell Him what you feel. It's turn and tell, turn and tell. That's the beginning. It's it's is. It's t- taking your being and turning to h- him without any filter and and it in his face and telling him exactly what's going on in your life and how you feel about it. And then the second piece of it is, it's, it's to request and recall. To re- re- rest, request and recall it's the, it's the tell him what you really want him to do even if you think that that's not what he wants but is what you really would like him to do and then of course the recalling truths so that you can turn so you can at the end of the whole thing end up in hope and in trust based on who he is cuz you recall who he is and his promises so that's the basic two pieces that are to to it you could break it up into four but for for sake of memory you know we'll put it into two turn and tell request and recall okay now let's look at Psalm 113 excuse me Psalm 13 and you're gonna see what it is say and the first part is is the is the coming and turning to God and then expressing your pain um, and you can see here how long O Lord will you forget me forever how long will you hide your face from me he's turning to God he's turning to God next verse how long Must I take counsel in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? He's expressing what he's really feeling. How long am I going to constantly feel fear? And how long is the person who's against me is going to seem to win? How long must I be in grief? It's real and it's raw and he feels it. And this isn't this isn't a one-time psalm that does this. We can, uh, flipping over to 142, Psalm 142, we see the same thing in Psalm 142. Again, he begins with, With my voice I cry out to the Lord. With my voice I plead for mercy from the Lord. He's turning to Jesus. He's turning to the God of the universe and saying, I'm crying out to you. Next verse and he complores out his complaint he tells him you know I tell my trouble before him so he's 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 turning and he's telling God this hurts next verse my spirit faints within me you know my way in my path where I walk I have hidden a trap for me see he's telling God what's really happening in his life how he's feeling about it the raw emotions here next verse Look to the right and see, there's none who takes notice of me. None, really? Sometimes it's an exaggeration, because sometimes that's how it feels. No one's paying attention to me. No one cares about what's going on in my life. There's no place for me to, no, no harbor for me to protect myself. No one cares for my soul. Now, that is not true, but it feels true. And so he tells him. So you're seeing the same things here. In both cases, it's the turn and tell. Turn and tell. You say, this is what I'm feeling. And then you go back, to, and then we can see the same thing. We, and then the second piece of this is the is the telling God what you want. Now, in Psalm 142, we can see this in verses 5 through 7. So, consider me, answer me, Lord. My God light up my eyes least I sleep the sleep of death he's, he's he's down but he's saying God I need you to do something he's requesting next verse least my enemies say I have prevailed over him at least my foes rejoice because I am shaking God I need you to act next verse so he's requesting and then he recalls some things And and it's to move him to the trust. I have trusted, past tense, in your steadfast love. And he's probably thinking of specific ways that God has been faithful. He's remembering God has steadfast love. He's He's remembering that he has salvation from God. Next verse. And it moves him to the place of saying, I will sing to the Lord because, past tense, he has dealt bountifully with me. He's recalling. He's recalling to get him to the place where he can say trust. Is there another verse? Yes, I think there is. No. This is the two things. And we can see the same thing in Psalm 13. Verse starting in verse 3. Where where he comes back in Psalm 13, verse 3, he says the same thing. He's, He's like, God, I need you to act. I need you to do this. Consider me, answer me, God. Light up the lies, least my I sleep the sleep of death. My enemy has tr- prevailed over him, at least my s- s- fours rejoice over him. See, all of the, this is, he's returning, He's re, he, he's saying, God, I need your help. So let's take these one at a time. The first piece is you've got to get into the face of God. You've got to talk to God about it. You got to turn and put your face right. In. And when I mean getting in the face of God, I mean it in, in in all the possible ways that that could be. There's I can think of at least three ways that for, that that phrase can mean. One of which is getting in the face because you're angry. You know, he got in my face. That lady was grumpy at me, so she got in my face about that issue. So you know, and sometimes we're angry at God, and you need to get in God's face and say, God, I'm mad about this which we're going to talk about that in a moment, but that's okay. Another one is, is like a little child climbing up in your lap and saying, Mommy, I need a sucker. You know, It's that little child who gets right in your face and says, and demands, I need something. There's the demanding. And then there's also the, the face-to-face time, like between a husband and a wife. There's an intimacy. You need to get in God's face. You need to get in Him. And and this is what your soul desperately needs. Psalm 27, verse 8, talks about how how our, our, our hearts long for this. How, you know, my heart cries, I need your face. I seek your face. Psalm 27. Verse, verse 8, let me look at put that for you real quick. You have said, seek my face. And my heart says to you, your face, O Lord, I seek. Our hearts need Him. That, 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 that's where our souls long for. Or Psalm forty-two, verse one. As the soul, as the as, as, as the deer pants for water, so my soul pants for you. My soul longs for you. Later in the psalm, it'll say, "It's deep cries out for deep." The deepest part of you needs Him. And yet, what do we do? We live in a world that's so deeply distracted. You know, we uh, we, we pull out our phones and we spend every moment, uh, waking moment, flipping on those, or we watch watch a movie, or we watch, you know, uh, um, we we work to death or anything anything but s- stopping and talking to God. And even even when we do this, it's. And I'm particularly guilty of this. I can talk to God a lot, mm, but I'm not actually turning to him. There's a difference and it's hard for me to describe, but there's a moment where my internal being is literally stopping and fully turning 100% of my attention to him. It's easy to talk to God as if he's over here and I I, can talk about him. I can even talk, say things towards him but I'm not actually turning my soul to him. You need to turn your soul to him, which sometimes what that means is you need to start by just saying nothing. Absolutely nothing. Sometimes your, your prayers need to stop start with absolute silence. Nothing. They're just stopping. You know, there, there's this, this verse in Romans 8, we don't have it in the slide deck, that talks about, you know, that the Spirit interferes with us with words too grief, too deep for groaning. And, and sometimes our what's going on in our hearts, in our hearts are too deep to, s- to verbally express. And sometimes you need to just say that. But sometimes you need to stop also for this reason. Because you don't know what's really happening in your heart. That's a little amazing to me, and, and, and maybe it might be a little surprising to you, but sometimes you don't really know what's happening because you spend so much time thinking about other things and other people and to actually stop and go, what am I? I'm not okay. Why am I not okay? What am I feeling? That takes That takes some work and practice to go, Oh, I'm feeling—I'm angry actually, and I didn't realize I was angry. Oh, I'm actually fearful right now, or I'm—I'm I'm just simply—that's what it is. I'm—I'm—I miss mom, I miss dad. And it takes a minute to to, to, to get there. But see, the thing is—is is he knows what you're feeling, but you don't talk to him about it. Instead, we 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 get distracted by all these other little things in our lives. It's better to have one minute of real connection with Jesus than to talk at him for an hour. Make sure you have a minute with him at least and just go, and maybe it's not to say a word, and you just look at him and go, you know. You you know. Maybe the tears need to fly. A minute of silence. Before the screaming starts. <clears throat> because sometimes you need to scream at God. Some of these things we're going to see here in, in Psalm 13, he's upset about stuff. There are some psalms in here that you would you could think, how can he get away with that? He yells at God. You know, you, you need to turn him and tell him what you really feel. No one cares about me. Really, God says. Nobody cares about you. Tell me what you really feel about that, huh? You need to really get it out, because God already knows. It is not blasphemous to tell God you're pissed off at him. And I realize I just used a word that some of you are like, ah, the pastor used that word. It's like, But you need to understand that there is. we feel deep, raw anger at times. And sometimes you need to really say what you're really feeling. And sometimes you just need to scream at God, I'm mad here. Why did you do this? That's not bad. It's, legit, it, it, it's legitimizing the relationship you have with him. To, feel, to express your anger, to express your, your fear, your anxieties, your, you're like, this is not right, God. I mean, let's talk about feelings for a moment. God feels your, the same kinds of feelings you do. He cares about what you're feeling. He wants you to share those with him. It's an expression of faith even to say, God, I'm mad at you. I'm not happy with how you've been doing this. Tell him. You don't want to do it all, you know, in probably in the middle of a room, you know, people are going to like, why is he yelling? You know, but maybe you'll get some private time. Go for a walk. Go drive your car to a park. Sit in the car. And if you have to, put your cell phone up so that people don't think you're insane and just start yelling at God. Right? If you don't have your cell phone up, people think, well, oh, he is crazy. But, but if you have that up, at least, the, oh, he's having an interesting conversation with somebody. Right? Go yell at him. Go weep. I know some of us, you know, particularly men, don't like to express our emotions publicly. Okay, that's fine. Then don't do that publicly, but do it somewhere because you're going to grieve. The issue is where, is how you're going to grieve it. Are you going to grieve it by being angry at people? Are you going to grieve it by doing things you shouldn't do? Are you going to grieve by withdrawing from people? You're going to grieve. The issue is, are you going to do it well? So tell him. And this is the first two step that you gotta make. It's it's turn to God with your whole being, and then the second is telling him what's really going on and what you're really feeling. Okay. Second piece. It's the request and recall. And we can see this here in Psalm, in Psalm 13, where he starts to say, God, I need you. Consider me, answer me, God light up my eyes i need you to do something and sometimes that you know just like with the first piece you don't really know what you're feeling in this case maybe you don't really know exactly what you really actually want him to do maybe so maybe you need to stop a moment and go what 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 would I really like God for you to do and it begins a conversation with him because you could say God this is what I really want you to do and tell him what you want even if you think that's not what he really wants you to want because he knows what you want get it out on the table God I would like you to strike them dead and just burn their corpses to the ground I am that mad. tell him that he knows what you're feeling And then he then didn't wait for his answer to go, no Brian, is that what you really want? Is that what you really want? What do you think I might want in this case? And it begins this little bit of a conversation here. But you gotta stop and take the time to listen. What does God want in this case? Hmm. Because he'll tell you. And that's why you need to know the Bible a little bit because he'll he he's expressed what he wants in circumstances out of you and what's gonna happen in the future. He he's gonna tell you, but you need to take the time to tell him this is what I would like to have happen. And maybe he'll go, Yeah, I'll give that to you. But tell him what you want. God, I need this pain to end. I need a friend. I need some hope here, Jesus. I need something, because I just I just can't bear this. Can you please just ease up a little bit, or give me the grace to get through this? Because this is I'm cr- I'm being crushed here. Tell him. And then you need to recall. You need to recall. Truths about G- about him. You need to recall that God's as coming back to our foundation that God loves you. And these, you need to rec- remember th- that the, the things that He has said in His Word are real. You need to remember ways in the past he's been good to you. You need to remember the way he's he's treated you in the past. How you've maybe gotten through stuff that you thought, there's no way I'm going to get through this. How has God shown his loving kindness to you in the past? We forget. We have bad memories. And it's not an age thing. It's a human thing to forget the good things that we do. You know, there's a a tradition in the Old Testament that whenever God would do something really amazing for the people of God, they would pile a bunch of stones up there. Why? Because they would remember. So further generations would remember that on this spot, this is what God did. We need to remember those things. And we need to see that these, these promises of God, that they're real. Now I'm going to talk more about that next week with, with th- Thanksgiving. And, and if you've been around this church for a while, you know I've talked about this before, that we, we, we need to see that the, the real circumstances of your life, the, the fact that you know, you're, you're going to heaven is a circumstance of your life. That Jesus is risen is not just an idea that you happen to have in your head. It's a le- legitimate, real circumstance that Jesus is risen and he has promised to be with you till the end of the age is as much real as that you live with the person and the people that you do that your spouse is with you every day that you live that that, that Jesus is the king of the universe that God the my, almighty is that and his government is ruling nation the world and is taking history somewhere is just as much a circumstance of your life as who is the president of the united states you say i can't see jesus i don't know well when was the last time you literally saw the president of the united states never right same both cases there it, 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 it and until we get that those circumstances are actually as real as the floor I'm standing on, they won't have the power to help get you through the crap that this life is. You need to recall them. And you say, I I do believe, but oh, that's hard, Brian. Maybe we need to cry with the guy in the gospel who says, Jesus, I believe. Help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. And all of it comes back down to the clear intentions that Jesus had for you. That while in Romans 5.8. That God demonstrates his love for you. That while you are a sinner. Christ died for you. You say Bri- God. Wh- why would you treat me nicely? I'm, I, I know what I've done. Yes, yes so does he. And he loves you as a sinner. And so this is why. He can be the way he. He is to you because on the cross, there was that double exchange as described by Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, that he who knew no sin, Jesus, became sin, took on our sin that we might become the righteousness of God. So through faith, we are united with Jesus. So he gets all of our sin and we get all of his righteousness. Everybody gets, both people get both things. And so you are just as, in, in Jesus, you are just as righteous, you are just as loved, you are just as treasured as Jesus was and is. And your sin has already been judged. It's already been paid for on the cross. And so he can say in things like Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17, that he's singing songs about you. The Lord your God is with you you he is a mighty one in your midst put your name in there the lord your god is with you brian he is a mighty one brian who will save you he will rejoice over you brian with gladness brian he's going to quiet you with his love he is exulting over you with loud singing brian that's true for you and so is it as it says at the end of psalm 23 goodness and mercy will follow you all of your days of your life this is true for you this is your circumstance dear your christian that goodness and mercy is following you and so even if life is hard and it's messy and you have no idea why God is doing what he's doing you cannot see the future Even though you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, it's fearful, it's scary, it makes no sense, everything seems to be falling apart, but Jesus is with you in the middle of it. That's your circumstance. You need to remember that. You need people in your life to remind you of that. Because it's hard. And so we need to say, as, as as the prophet Habakkuk does, at the end of all this, when he has seen all the tragedy and all the pain and all the stuff and all the difficulty, he, we need to be able to say with him that even if there's nothing, no images, nothing that, that possibly gives evidence to my eyes that the that God is going to get through this yet I'm going to rejoice in him. And this is how you lament. This is how you lament. You start with the with the turning and telling God what you feel. Make it raw. Make it, make it make it honest. Take the time to try to figure out what you're actually feeling cuz God knows, but you need to tell him. Start with silence, maybe. And then request and recall. Tell him what you want. Request of him what. Maybe he's just waiting for you to ask for something to be changed. But even if he doesn't answer the way you want, recall his goodness, his mercy. Recall the fact, as we sang in that last song, we will, we're going to get to that eternity shore and tears will be a memory and death will be no more. Okay, That good moment is beating It is is rushing to you. It's coming. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your love for me and for all of your children all of those people Lord help us to please turn to you um, to grieve to yell to scream at you if we're angry to express what we're really feeling and in this day Jesus and you're very much aware of it there's so much to lament as we're coming into the Christmas season that, that that by in all indication, is not going to be what we would like it to be. We're going to be separated from friends and from family. We're going to be, you know, the, the, people's livelihoods are going to continue to be, to be difficult. And, and we're going to be missing loved ones. And there's things to be angry about and things to be disappointed in. And Jesus, help us turn to you. Help us to be real with you. Help us. To believe the circumstances of our lives, that no matter what happens, you're on the throne and you're bringing us home. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Sure. Um, Listening is hard. Yeah. Listening is really hard. I think we spend a lot of time taking in as much as we need from other people. In order to formulate a response, <laughs> it's human nature. Um, but you made you reminded me of a time in 1996, November of 1996. My best friend had demoted me at my job. The woman I was dating dumped me. My car broke down. All in like a two-week period. It sounds like a country song, right? Yeah. And I remember shouting at God. And I was so mad. And I said, I know there's something behind this. I don't know what it is, but you better get to it quick. It's <laughs> good. And um, a year from that point, I met my wife. And I had a new job. Didn't have a car, but I didn't need one at that point. But you know, it it doesn't he doesn't always answer it that way, but I I have felt a certain freedom to lament. I think that we teach people that their prayers need to be architected in such a way to reflect what you think you should look like in uh, in front of other people. Right. Um, It's uh, so much posturing in our prayer. And um, you're right. He already knows, so why put on a show? He doesn't need it. You're not that great an actor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he talked. sees right through us. Yeah. But every single one of those pieces, you can't skip them. You can't skip any single one of those. Because you can talk to God, but you, that doesn't mean you're in his face. You have to be in his face. You, 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 You have to tell him what you really want. And you have to trust. You have to recall. Can't, you can't skip any of them. But that's really easy to say, not as easy to do.
0: Do as I say, not as I do, as my dad told me over and over again. Over and over and over. Yeah. Over. So let's do one more song. And
1: curious phrase that uh, usually often negative, it, it's called misery loves company, mm. right? And and we typically think of that as it's, it's, it's for people who like to make other people misery, because they're miserable because they're miserable. But if you just take it as straight value, people who are miserable, it, it helps to have company <laughs> in the middle of it, because there is a comfort in having it with you. And I bring that up because... To lament may not remove the, the grief or the anger. may not change any of your the things that you're upset about. But at least you'll have God in the middle of it. You'll have the company of, of, of the Lord of the universe in the middle of it. Because yeah, sometimes you're just stuck in the valley of the shadow of death. And it's just, that's where you are. But he's with you in it. And he loves you in it. we're going to have communion. One of the most beautiful things I I was just thinking about with communion is that is it's tangible, you know? I think that's a beautiful thing and obviously a divinely inspired thing to make this the, the, the remembrance of our relationship with God because it's something you can touch, you can taste, you can feel. It literally becomes a part of you. It's like, just as real as this bread and this juice is, is just as real as his presence is. And just as when you in, when you eat it and you drink it and it becomes a part of you, and you literally take it with you, so he is with you. It's just such a tangible m- reminder of God's presence and his love for you. On the night that he was betrayed. Our dear Jesus took bread and said, this is my body given for you. And he went to the cross and was broken for our iniquities and crushed for our, for our sins. Yeah. All the judgment for, for your sin was laid upon him. And so it's all taken care of. In the same way after supper, he took the cup and said, this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for the forgiveness of sins. And so you now you are righteous with him, you are loved, you are you are his treasured. And my dear believer, why should we expect to be treated any differently than Jesus was treated, who clearly God loved, but he didn't have an easy life either, did he? But the ending is good, and it will be for you. So remember that. Joking, you p- yeah, just kind of something. Well, we take a moment and turn your eyes to Jesus, and then take communion together wherever you are in that f- in, in your in your house. And I'll do the same thing here. Lord Jesus, we turn to you. We say all these things are worrying me. I'm worried about this thing and the other thing and this person and that person. I'm hurting regarding this and I'm angry regarding that. But God, I need you to do something. And, I, and help me to remember to recall the, the hope we have help, our, help my unbelief that you really are in control and more than just in control that you're good and you're wise and you love us and you love them and, and you're bringing us home oh come soon Jesus we need it In his name we pray. Amen. Thanks for coming today. May God bless you and be with you. Whatever's going on in your life, may you know that his countenance is with you, and may he give.